103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening. Sports fans, Terrence Arney here, and welcome to Coach's Corner, where area coaches like to come to speak directly to you, the fan, about their programs and the student-athletes that make them go. We've got a great show lined up for you here again tonight, courtesy of all of our good friends throughout the community, including Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bruns Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. On the show tonight, it's an all-Batesville edition of Coach's Corner. We'll get things kicked off with head ball coach of the Lady Bulldogs, Mitchell Taylor. And then we'll change gears a little bit and talk a little Batesville wrestling with Coach Curtis Miller. Um, and a first on the program this year, we'll have Batesville's academic team in here tonight. We'll speak with uh, Katie Tencher, an assistant coach at Judge Klingerman. Also have a couple of the team captains stop by as well. And we'll close things out with boys basketball talking to men's head coach Aaron Garrett. But first, to kick things off, Let's talk Lady Bulldogs with Coach Mitchell Taylor. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on again. I'm happy to be here. Well, we last time we spoke, um, you guys had an opportunity to uh, uh, play again. Four and five on the season, one and one in uh, uh, conference play. And you, you had a, a an interesting game with, with Lawrenceburg since we last spoke. Played even. Through the first two quarters, it was the third quarter, a 17-point output by the Tigers that seemed to um, uh, spell doom, if you would, for, for the Lady Dogs. But you came right back in the fourth quarter, scored 17 yourself, just a little too little too late to, to, to get the job done there. Talk a little bit about uh, the challenges that that Lawrenceburg team brought to you guys. Yeah, um, they've got some returning players from last year that have a lot of varsity experience. Uh, Lizzie Reeder being the one who really leads the way for them. Uh, she's a really nice player, knows the game really well, mm-hmm. knows when she needs to take her shots, knows when she needs to get her teammates involved. Um, and they have a couple of young guards on that team that are not afraid um, of the spotlight. Um, Labazo and Craig both had really good games against us, mm-hmm. uh, and they had another senior guard, House, who hit some open threes on us that really stretched out our defense. Um, I think they just took advantage of opportunities that we gave them right. um, more so than, than we did when they gave us opportunities. Um, the third quarter was really the biggest difference. Uh, I think we got outscored by something like eight to 10 points in that quarter, maybe even more. And we just weren't able to get back into it. Um, they slowed the game down a little bit in the, in the, in the fourth quarter, we had to start fouling um, and we just kept sending them to the free throw line. And when you shoot 14 less free throws than the other team, right. it's hard to get a win, right. um, especially when you turn the ball over 25 times. Now, those are two things we're really working on to get better at, um, defending without fouling and then also taking care of the basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've seen better from our group. Yes. Uh, so that's why I'm I'm really positive and optimistic about the rest of our schedule. Um, we, we just have to be able to find a way to get it to practice, right. translate it from practice into a game um, where, where we're taking – 
care of the basketball and, and just getting more possessions on the offensive side. Sure. Still at 500 ball in terms of conference player one and one puts you right smack dad in the middle of the standings in EIAC. So I agree with you. There's definitely a reason to remain optimistic as the season uh, unfolds. Is there anything particular that you that you saw there, though, um, in that Lawrenceburg game that you said to yourself, hey, you know what, we can build on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the things that we've seen in the last couple of games is uh, Lydia Haskamp's ability to really just – be a force on the on the boards, mm-hmm. and, and also she's begun, she's gotten so much better at just finishing through contact and using shot fakes around the rim um, to get easier looks for herself sure. around the bucket. Uh, she's either led us or tied tied in the lead for scoring in our last two games. And honestly, as a team, I feel like our last two games have been two two efforts that haven't been our best, mm-hmm. and she's kind of been a bright spot for us. So if we can if we can get everybody else on the same page that Lydia's playing on right now, I think that um, good things are coming. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now tomorrow doesn't get any easier for you. Uh, you've got a home game with Franklin County, another conference game, and Franklin County started this season on a tear, eight and two on uh, the young season. Um, have you had an opportunity to scout them at all? Oh yeah, of course. And and tonight at practice, we we worked it into our game plan as far as what we're going to do against them and things like that. They, they've got some senior guards with a mm-hmm. lot of experience that are really good, the, yeah. the showgirls. And they've also got a junior um, by the name of Mears, who's a lefty, uh, plays in the post, but has a really nice mid-range touch on the ball. And uh, she can score it and kind of stretch out defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're prepared for them. They, they've got a lot that you, you have to prepare for, um, but we're going to give them our best shot. Good deal. So, of course, you guys had practice tonight, you mentioned, and uh, pretty decent practice, pretty good. Yeah, there, there's things we're always building on in practice, and I, I talked about you last week about consistency. Yeah. Um, and we're still working towards being as consistent as we can be. Um, I, I felt like even this last week of practice, um, before the Lawrenceburg game last week and following the Lawrenceburg game last week, have been some of our best practices. Yes. Um, but like I said earlier, some of those things we're getting better at in practice have not translated to the game force yet. Right. So it's still we're still trying to get get to that to that spot. <laughs> And, Coach, that kind of brings me to uh, 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 the next question I had for you. You know, and it's, it's got to be challenging from, from where you sit in terms of, in your words, translating practice into actual uh, game play, particularly when, you know, on one hand, you, you can't, you know, the, the, we're talking about teenagers, right? You can't, you know, uh, sledgehammer them over the head and then expect them to be able to to get up and play for the next. But at the same time, you can't sugarcoat it, right? There's, there's, you've got there's got to be a moment of honesty and truth. How do you walk that fine line to be able to get your point across, right? But and still be encouraging enough so they can go out again tomorrow night and face a, a, a very difficult team. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is keeping basketball in perspective. Right. Um, I mean, basketball is not always the most important thing in any of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball for me has been an outlet, um, a de-stressor at right. times, although on the sidelines it may not look like that. <laughs> but it's something that I really enjoy, enjoy just being around. Right. Um, and, and I've tried to express that to my girls and, and, and show it to them like that, that's what this can be for you. Mm-hmm. No matter what's going on in your life outside of, outside, um, of basketball, you can use it as a way um, to develop skills as a leader, uh, develop skills as a communicator, develop skills um, 
like work ethic sure. and, and things that can really translate into not just their future, but right. their schoolwork, mm-hmm. um, their involvement at church, whatever they're involved in outside of basketball, there are things that can translate directly to what they want to do. And I think just having that honest conversation with them, right. it allows them to one, buy in a little bit quicker, but also I think they, it lets them know that basketball is of the utmost importance as far as my job. Right. But my job is to develop them as young women. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. One hundred percent. That's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it does help. We can uh, keep focused on that point: the development of these young ladies, um, as it relates to all aspects of their life. Uh, so you, again, Franklin County tomorrow night. It's a home game. Uh, seven. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, seven thirty tip. So. Um, folks, come on out and support uh, the Lady Dogs as they continue on this young season, four and five, one and one in EIAC play. And this is a conference game. Um, uh, so very, very important. A win tomorrow night, I mean, propels you into the upper echelons of uh, of the conference. Um, what uh, – you've got two games this week, right? There's a – you've got a second game. We've, on, a, we've actually got Greensburg and East Central. That's season, right. So – We've got a tough slate. So this is the this is the meat grinder week. Oh, it really is. Yep. Uh, and you know, and I would imagine you correct me if I'm wrong. I'd imagine uh, the young ladies actually, the girls actually look forward to weeks like this, more games than practice, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's the fun part of basketball. You get to go out there and showcase what you can do. Right. Um, you get to play in front of your parents, play in front of your friends, in front of the community. Um, and I, if I can, I would just like to say I feel like we've had incredible support, um, not only from our parents, but from people who just want to come watch in the community. There's definitely people I've seen um, that I used to see come out when I played. Right. So it's really cool to just kind of see them in the stands and see that they're still interested in, in baseball basketball. There you go. Well, Coach, again, as always, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for stopping by. And um, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night and the rest of the way in this grinding week. I can't wait to sit down with you next week um, and we can recap going 3-0 and this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking <laughs> forward right. to it. That was uh, Lady Bulldogs head coach Mitchell Taylor. We've got more Coach's Corner coming up for you here in just a few moments on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made-fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have Breadsticks Nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. 
We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of life. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here, thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Coach's Corner continues here on WRBI. Just spoke with head basketball coach for Lady Bulldogs, Coach Mitchell Taylor. They will be in uh, game action tomorrow night taking on the Franklin County Lady Wildcats. And as we talked on the show, boy, what a week they've got. They've got uh, Franklin County, Greensburg, and East Central all in the same week. And uh, listen, you if you want to see some good women's basketball, check out any one of those games. We will have all three of those games. We'll have all three of those games on the Sports Voice. So feel free to tune in right here at... 103.9 FM and you can listen to us on your smartphone as well. Download the free tuning app and search WRBI. Uh, Coach's Corner brought to you faithfully uh, this evening with the help of Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Hurt and Elko, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Keeping things uh, in Batesville, we'll stay at Batesville High School, move over from basketball, and let's talk wrestling. We have uh, the Bulldogs head coach for wrestling, Coach Curtis Miller, in with us now. Coach, welcome to the corner. Thank you for having me. So, uh, excuse me, wrestling, of course, being another uh, one of our fall sports, um, and may not always get the same shine that some of the other fall sports, so I'm definitely glad to have you and have the opportunity to talk about your program. If you would, Coach, tell us a little bit about how the team is made up, seniors, juniors. What's the makeup of your team this year? Actually, this year we don't have a single senior on the team. We have one junior, and the rest of the team is conspired of freshmen and sophomores. Um which is hard with wrestling because you are dealing with body maturity sure, and stuff sure. like that. So muscles, years of being in the weight room opposed to some of these freshmen, sophomores are just getting used to the weight room this year or only two years where they're wrestling some seniors that mm-hmm. have been in the weight room for four years. Wow, wow. <laughs> or longer. Now, the way I understand it, Coach, you yourself – was a, uh, were, you were a wrestler at Batesville, went on to college, wrestled there, and and, and brought your talents back home um, to help with the program. Knowing that you've set where they've set, you've been in those those moments, those 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 tight hand to hand combat moments. How does that help you as a coach relate to to your team? 
Well, wrestling's a very unique sport where a big aspect of coaching wrestling opposed to other sports is I have to do the mo- I have to show the moves. Right, right. I go out there, I get a an assistant coach or a wrestler out there and I show the moves in oh, front wow. of everybody. Yeah. And that's how wrestlers learn is mm-hmm. when the coach showing moves every now and then the coaching staff will get on the mat and wrestle a little bit to get a different feel, especially with us having a small team. Um, I'm a a bigger guy, and we right. have a heavyweight that don't have anyone to around. spar with. Right? I might have to wrestle him. Uh-huh. Um, has he been? You can tell us. Has he beat you yet? Um, we haven't really got the wrestle this year, so <laughs> that, that'll be. And, and he he's pretty solid because he's he's eleven and zero right now. Wow. So, um, we got and, and that's where wrestling's really different from a lot of sports. Right. Is like I have to, they, they have to trust that I know the moves I'm doing exactly. and be able to learn it from me showing it. Right. And, and every now and then I'll have a more experienced wrestler show a move at a faster pace because the way I show it might be different from someone else right. showing it. Okay. But from this, a big part of coaching is in order to coach wrestling, you got to be able to show moves. Of course, of course. Now you mentioned uh, these different weight classes. How many different weight classes are there? There's 14, and the wow. lowest weight is 106, mm-hmm. and the heaviest is 285. That's wow. a big gap. It um, is. And the gap, it starts off about six to seven pounds mm-hmm. in the lower weights and then widens as you get to the bigger weights okay. due to national trends and where kids that wrestle end up. Um, there's a big jump. It goes from 220 all the way up to 285. So, Holy like our, our heavyweight, he weighs 240. And he might have to wrestle a kid that weighs two thirty, but he could also wrestle a kid that weighs oh, wow. two eighty. <laughs> wow, that is a that is a big a big gap there. Now, talk to me a little bit about how these these meets these matches um, work in terms of scoring, how a winner is determined. I understand there's of course a team component, but also an individual component. Uh, yeah, so there's different types of meets we might have like tomorrow we go to franklin county to have a duel it'll just be us in franklin county okay go against each other scoring (laughs) scoring will be based off of individual matches um you get points for an individual pin okay that's six points towards the team score if you win a match just by points up to seven points, it's three points. Mm-hmm. Between eight and 14 points is four points for the team score. Okay. And then it's called a tech fall, but it's kind of like a mercy rule in baseball. Okay. If you get a 15-point lead, mm-hmm. they'll stop the match. Okay. And it, you get five points for the team. So it's not as much as a pin, but it's kind of a similar situation where it ends the match. But the beauty part about wrestling is you could be down by 14 points, put your opponent on the back, right. pin them, and you win the match when you were about to lose them. We've had matches that have gone in our favor and gone the other way that way. So it's that's the big unique part of wrestling is Anybody can win until right. the match is over. So that must that really must uh, drive the point home with with your athletes that you know it's not it's not over until it's over. I mean, you got to just give it your all the whole way through, right? Oh yes, and 
And that's where, yes, there are team scoring, but when it comes down to it, it's like, how bad do you as an individual want right. to right. not get pinned, win your match, mm-hmm. maybe not give up give up seven points instead of eight points. Right. Like, sometimes it comes down to pride. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Now, how is the season going for uh, for your athletes uh, so far? Uh, the wrestling starts in what um, what month do you guys get started? Our practices start typically the end of the first week of November, the first okay. whole week of November. And then our first meet, we normally wrestle our first meet the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but okay. typically meets start the Saturday before Thanksgiving and then run until sectionals is the end of January. Okay. So it's a fairly long season right, right. as far as, I mean, you get about three and a half months of mm-hmm. regular season competition. Okay. So, uh, so early, early in the season right now, just getting underway, getting started. Yeah, we've had 11 dual matches so far most of our wrestlers have 11 matches um as a team we're only three and eight we've wrestled some matches with only nine kids um this past saturday we wrestled four duels with only seven kids Mm -hmm. and when you're talking about forfeits we're down 42 nothing if they have every weight class right so it's hard to win the duels but from a individual aspect we've won 55 individual matches and have only lost 40 individual matches oh wow and when you look at the other stuff like the other statistics like pins we've won we've have secured 36 pins mm-hmm. to only getting pinned 32 times so we're trending above 50 percent on those individual stats it's just when you add up the forfeits of not having a big team we we kind of that's what loses us the duel most of the time. Speaking with head coach Curtis Miller of the Batesville Bulldogs wrestling team, and coach, you you talked a little bit about the wide disparity in terms of the weight class at the heavyweight, and of course that tightens up when you get down to some of the lower weights. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what that process is in terms of before the match. The when do they have to weigh in, and how many you know how long is that before the actual. Uh, match starts. Talk to me a little bit about so, that process. I mean, like I said, we have dual meets, which is one team against another, and then we'll have like either multi-dual meets where there'll be six teams and we'll wrestle the five teams mm-hmm. in duels, or sometimes there's individual tournaments. And then like th- this Saturday, we're going to East Central. There's actually 10 teams, but okay. we'll wrestle five of those teams. Okay. But as far as weigh-ins, um, when we do duels, which are typically like your Tuesday, Thursday nights or whatever, right. we'll do weigh-ins about 30 minutes before we wrestle. Okay. And on the Saturday, the, the meets that take all day, mm-hmm. we normally get about an hour between, between weigh-in and our first wrestling match. Okay. Um, and this is the part for me personally. I can't speak for the rest of our listeners, but this is the part that just fascinates me like none other. Coach, what's the biggest weight gain that you've seen from when an athlete weighed in until the match actually started? Um, I've seen, I've even, when I wrestled, I had some pretty big. G- give me, give me a, give me a number. Um, I know there was a day I came in or when I wrestled and I've, I would make weight and then come in the next 
on Monday about eight pounds over. Now that mm-hmm. I, I've heard of more drastic than sure, that. Sure. Um, I know I try to sway away from that, mm-hmm. from the massive weight losses. Um, it is different from what it used to be 20 years ago. Right. There is a weight loss program that you have to stick with. Mm-hmm. So you don't see that as much. I mean, typically I may have a kid that, will weigh in and then by the end of the day between eating mm-hmm. whatever they eat right. at their weigh-ins and throughout the day and then we get back from the bus ride they might get on the scale and they might have gained four four pounds sure. or whatnot sure but typically with our guys they they'll come in monday and they'll be two pounds sure okay practice will normally get some of that weight and healthy eating will even it out and and that is a big part of it uh, the the whole uh, not necessarily the conditioning but the nutrition side of it that's that's a big part of it right yes um yes nutrition and sometimes people don't understand that like when you're in a sport like wrestling your nutrition can't affect the way you wrestle mm-hmm. if you're eating a lot of fatty foods sugary foods right yes it affects your weight but it's also going to affect your athleticism mm. so when you're eating like the proteins and stuff and sticking into your weight room routine and whatnot. Yeah, you might, portion control becomes a factor, but sure. if you're like the, as long as you're consuming the right foods, right. you're going to have the, enough en- energy to compete. And I understand that having that, that component, that nutrition component, that's kind of cut back on some of the crazy weight cutting <laughs> techniques we used to hear about back in the day. Well, th- Yes, like, <laughs> and I tell my wrestlers, like, we we don't see what we used to see. Right. Well, that's because of the, the I just say, weight loss program that they have in place. Um, they do a dehydration test. Um, and then a lot of that is, it's at a national level, a lot of these wrestlers are starting to get away from, and coaches are getting away from it. You'll still see it at a college, but in a, in a college, when you're... That's pretty much what you do when you, you you're a wrestler right. and a student, and your social life is kind of non-existent almost during wrestling season. Right, you go to class or you're in the either in the class setting or you're in the wrestling room, whatnot. Exactly, like you, you'll see some big weight losses in college and mm-hmm. whatnot, but typically they. A lot of that's because of the work they're putting in. Right. How many times they're working out a day and right. all that stuff. Okay. Well, very fascinating stuff. Coach, we want to thank you so much for stopping by, and we will definitely reach back out um, as the season goes along. Maybe we get closer to uh, a tournament tournament time. We'd love to check in with you again. Yeah, our conference is in January, and the, in the mid-January, then we typically have a week in between to kind of give the wrestlers – like all teams want to give the wrestlers kind of a week to where okay we can kind of just start focusing on sectionals right and then sectionals is typically the last weekend of January so I I mean as far as meets wise at the end of this week we'll actually be halfway through our season wow competition wise wow because everything's kind of very compacted sure. like we have for in from Saturday this past Saturday until next Tuesday. We have two duels and two multi-dual meets, so okay. that's about like a 
11 matches right, right. there. <laughs> okay, good deal. Well, good. again, Coach, thanks so much for stopping in. We look forward to checking with you again later on uh, down the road, and that was Head Coach Curtis Miller of the Batesville Wrestling Team. we got more Coach's Corner coming up in just a few right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us and will never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before now and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Sports fans, welcome back to uh, Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Terrence Arney, and we do this every Monday night, 6 o'clock, typically live from Ison's Family Pizza. One of our main sponsors, along with Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, and Great Plains Communications. Just finished up with Coach Curtis Miller of Batesville Wrestling, and uh, just for one of the just a fascinating sport and all that they have to go through the team aspect, the individual aspect. And then you heard him talk about not just the physical aspects, but also the nutritional aspect and the ISH, uh, the, they've got that all regulated to the point where um, there's a specific weight loss program that these young men have to adhere to. So there's none of that, running around in a black garbage bag, bag trying to sweat off an extra four or five pounds. you got to do it all the right way. So I was very interested um, in talking uh, with him. Let's, again, stay in Batesville, but let's change gears completely and totally. Let's get away from the physical, and let's talk about the mental. We've got the Batesville academic team with us. Head, headed up by Coach Katie Tincher, as well as assistant coach Judd Klingerman. Even got a couple of team captains in with us, and we'll talk to them in just a minute. But uh, Judd, Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, a little uh, near and dear to my own heart. I might have 
participate in a little academic bowl back in the day. But for those that uh, don't know about the sport, um, please tell us a little bit about uh, academic team, how they compete, uh, how it all works. Okay, so we do have two seasons, and we start. We just finished up our fall season where we have five meets. It's EIAC, so it's seven schools. And from those seven schools, we basically um, have a competition at each um, each meet. We compete in five, five categories, so science, math, social studies, fine arts, English, and then we do an all-around interdisciplinary. Okay. And um, so we had five meets this year, and we ended up um, competing. Completing first place four out of the five meets, That's so we had a really good. About. We had a perfect season. We had a really good night, um, and then we just finished up with the. We were um, conference champions um, last Monday. Awesome, awesome, Judd. Tell me about practices. How does what does uh, what does practice look like for this academic team? Yeah, actually, uh, when I came on board uh, roughly a year and a half ago, I was kind of surprised by the setup. I sort of thought. We would like have teachers teach students certain content and mm-hmm. get really specific with you know different topics, but it's all very much student led. So students uh, basically have captains on each team, okay. and the captains are responsible for creating essentially like the lesson during a practice. Okay. In which case, they delegate uh, certain topics for each individual on the team to research themselves, and then they convene and talk about what it is that they found. So in terms of teachers, we stay out of the way, and we think that this mm. kind of helps. Uh, with with students taking ownership, it helps them uh, learn more about the content as opposed to it just being sort of regurgitated to them by someone else. Sure. So they're they're pretty good. They're they're intense and they're fun. I think students really enjoy their time. So it's great. Good deal. Uh, now now, Katie, let's talk about the meets um, specifically in terms of how that how those meets go. I assume it's probably broken down into. You mentioned the disciplines, but I assume there are rounds that you go through and maybe a speed round. I don't know. I watch too much TV, but, but tell <laughs> yeah. us how it works. Each round, basically, they're going to have a series of um, 15 questions. Okay. The kids work as a team. The captain does their final decision, and so they're the one that mark and answer, just like as if it was a quiz. They, sure. they write it on paper. Um, but they do get a chance to talk within the group and make a quick decision. Now, mm-hmm. those are 20-second questions, okay. um, unless you're in math and you have a little bit longer, but there, it's a fast pace. Mm. Um but they answer 15 questions. At the end of the 15 questions, the um, highest points are the winner for that round. Okay. Um, if there's ties, there's tiebreakers. Okay. And so they do. we run through each of the content areas. And then the very last content area is always interdisciplinary, which is um, captains from all of the squads mm-hmm. basically work together. So they um, there's the captain of interdisciplinary as well, but he um, typically makes the final decision but it's all the captains from all all squads so there's an english at least one english person on the team at least one science at least one social studies and then they collectively come up with their answers okay nice um now i've i've noticed um here in in our area i've seen uh academic team competition on television has have you guys had an opportunity to uh partake in any of those televised events um, I have not. I don't know if any of our students have done anything outside of our school realm, but um, our conference is really just um, we do just the the style that we do in class. I think they've done some spell bowls and, mm-hmm. and some of those that are okay. in other schools. Um, and speaking of this, the other schools that you compete against, um, who's your who's your number one rival? Uh, I'd say our probably two biggest close close rivals is South Dearborn and East Central. Okay. Um, we're pretty consistently in the top three of the seven schools um, across the board. Our final um, 
fall season total. We um, placed first, South Dearborn was second, and East Central was third. Ah, okay, good deal. Um, last question for the coaches, because I'm really excited to talk to some of your team captains here in a second. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about the makeup of, of these teams in terms of juniors, seniors, sophomores. How, how's your team made up? So the whole team, collectively, we have 25 students. Okay. Um, and we have six seniors, six uh, sophomores. We have eight juniors, and then we have five freshmen. So they get a chance. And most of our kids stay for all five or all four years mm-hmm. um, across the board. We have a few who join up later right. or um, something like that. We have, a, we have a new one who just joined up. He's a senior and wanted to join but for the most part most of our kids are on the team for at least three of the four years so if you're a freshman and you're on the team you you really know your stuff right i mean uh just based on you know experience level i'm you know if you've if you've been involved for four years versus you were in eighth grade last year uh, i'm thinking as a, as a freshman you must really be on your game yeah and we have some strong kids who have been even captaining since they were sophomores wow um, if they really are passionate about the content and they really know their stuff um they've had a chance to even have leadership roles fairly early so most of our captains are juniors and seniors sure. but we we have had some who have captained as sophomores good deal well let's meet these team captains that you brought with you so let's do a little musical chairs here real quick and when you get to the microphone if you would be kind enough to just state your name um your grade in school and um which discipline you represent on the team we'll start right here all right uh, hi my name is olivia phoebus I'm a junior, and I is my first year captaining the Batesville High School science team. And what's your discipline? What, what, what's your 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 uh, area of expertise on the team? Um, I focus more on the engineering type of sciences. Wow. I'm in my third year of the Batesville High School engineering program. Okay. So I mainly focus on like structural. Um, I've done some um, astronomy stuff too. Okay. But I mainly focus on like the engineering side of science rather than life sciences. Cool, cool. And right here? I'm Ella Dieterlin, and I'm a senior. And this is my first year captaining the math team. And last year, I was a captain of the social studies team. Cool. Which was which, which, which harder, math or social studies? I'd say that social studies is harder because we don't really learn it in school very much. Mm-hmm. Math, we really focus on in school is like a main subject but sure. social studies more we have to research it on our own and the captaining role got passed off to someone who is better at research and stuff like that this year <laughs> okay good deal and you sir uh, hi my name is tristan shell i captain for social studies and fine arts and interdisciplinary i've captained for two years and i'm a senior outstanding okay so um I want you. I'll give you a second to, to think this through. Um, of course, you won't get a second because you're going to go first. Uh, <laughs> but the, the question is: I just want you to think back to um, a particular match, and you had a really challenging question, but you got it right. In fact, everybody else had the wrong answer, and as a captain, you had to override them with the right answer. Has that ever happened? Actually, there is one moment that oh, I, I always bring it up because I'm really proud of it. <laughs> Go ahead. Is um, I think it was I think it was last year, honestly. Okay. And I wasn't even a captain at the time, but I've always been kind of outspoken about that sure. kind of thing. 
And there was one question we had, and it was which bird can fly these really long distances? Okay. And this was in our, must have been first semester because it wasn't a specialized question. Okay. And um, I, a lot of science team is honestly um, just using what you know and coming to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I knew that albatross have the largest wingspan of any bird. Right. And uh, it's like they can fly for thousands of miles. And I, I just, I just, I didn't know that they could fly that long, but I knew that they had one of the largest wingspans, and I argued my point, and we were the only one of the teams who got it right. Awesome sauce. Uh, Ella, how about you? Any uh, situation that was kind of like that? So mine is similar to Olivia's, actually. I was a freshman when this happened to Uh-oh. me. Oh, wow. Um, so you were a freshman telling the upperclassmen, no, you're wrong, I got it right. Yeah, so Beautiful. I'm like a history buff when it comes to Revolutionary War stuff. Yes. And so there was a question about Thomas Jefferson and one of his slaves, actually. And I had just visited Monticello, Jefferson's estate. Yes, yeah. So I knew the answer to the question, and everyone was just looking at each other like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. And I was like, I know it. It's right there. It's right there. That <laughs> so, is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And uh, how about you, sir? Give me a, a situation similar to what we're talking about here. Uh, I don't remember any specific things quite like that. But right. uh, one thing that I remember is... For interdisciplinary, one of the questions was mostly fine, was mainly fine arts related. Okay, uh, I'm I was pretty much the only person up there at the time who was a big fine arts person. Right, and it was about one of my favorite symphonies that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, like, guys, I got this. It's this one. Right on. Well, you know, I, I must share share and tell. In, in back in in my day, I had the exact same situation. Except I was wrong. It was a question (laughs) about animal babies. And I had just read this book that just basically listed all the names of animal babies. So I was like, dude, I got this. Relax, everybody, just relax. Well, sure, it was the lightning round. And so you had to answer as many as you possibly could in 60 seconds. So they start going, and my mind is just racing, thinking of all these animal names. By all means, please let this never happen to you. But anyhow, (laughs) so I get all jumbled up and... The first question, the first one is, what is a baby horse? And I go, and I, and I go, calf. And oh. everybody's looking around going, what? And he's the smart one? And then I was like, okay, okay, I, my bad. The next one, baby uh, baby cow. And I said, colt. And it, oh, yeah, no, it, and it was all downhill from there. So I'm glad that your, your situations, when you knew you were right, uh, you were actually right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good stuff. I uh, so you guys, I, I do find it interesting that, um, and Katie, you brought this out that most times when people join the team as a freshman, they stay all four years. They play all the way through, um, and we'll go around. We'll roundtable this one. We'll go around the table. What is it about um, academic team that um, makes it so much fun and so addicting? <laughs> Uh, for me, I joined up my sophomore year actually, so this is my only this is only my second year mm-hmm. because of my best friend who is already on academic team, and I really love like like how Mr. Klingman was talking about how there's kind of this student led sense of community yes. that you really can't find in a classroom setting. Right, and I've always really really loved academia, but I haven't really liked school because it's felt like so much pressure, and I haven't been able to study what I want. Right, but as a science, te- as someone on science team, and even better as a science team captain, I can study what I really enjoy on my terms, and I can help people learn the best ways that they can learn what they're passionate about. Awesome, awesome. How about you? 
So I joined in seventh grade with middle school academic team, so I've been on it for a really long time. Wow. And I think that really what is addicting about it for me mm-hmm. is being able to like grow into the leadership roles that are in academic team and being able to like really see a contribution to the team. Certainly. Like when we know that we write down an answer, like we're getting points for our team. It's not just like we're a little part of a whole, like we are the team, right. especially when it's such like a small and intimate team. Mm. There's only 25 of us. So we really become close like sure. over the years. And especially like the seniors, we've been together for however long that we've been on the team. And it's just like really special being like able to create those bonds with each other. Awesome. Tristan, what do you what do you got on that? Yeah, I agree with a lot of the sense of community. I really enjoyed a lot of academia sort of stuff. And I think especially as a captain, something that I enjoy is being able to help other people learn about these subjects that I already find really interesting. Oh, that is good stuff. Katie, I got one last question for you um, uh, bef- before we get out here. It's really, I guess it's really not a question. Um, I like to do this when we when we have some of our, um, if you want to call them alternative sports, uh, come in. You've got a hot mic in front of you. Um, what's your elevator pitch to say I'm an incoming freshman, I don't belong to any clubs, I'm looking to get involved? What's your pitch for academic team? I really think that this is just one of those things where you may or may not have your niche and you may not, you know, maybe you're not a part of a team and this is a place where you can find find your place, find mm-hmm. your person. I, I think that we try to be a really open and um, place where the kids can feel like that they can find a, a home with us and I want my kids to feel comfortable. And while we're learning content and we're doing you know, real academic stuff. We also are just a good, tightly bonded group. And I think that that's uh, what I want kids to have access to as a place to to be. That is awesome. I want to thank all of you so much for coming and sharing your experiences with academic team. Uh, Coach Katie Tincher, assistant coach Judd Klingerman, Olivia, Ella, and Tristan, guys, good luck to you the rest of the season. And I guarantee we'll reach out to you guys again soon, okay? All right, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Batesville High School academic team. We've got more Coach's Corner coming up right after this here on Country 103.9 WRBI and WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com in downtown Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Stop your stockings with savings on high-speed internet and more from Great Plains Communications. Connect with friends and family near and far. Stream your favorite holiday movies by the fire and shop till you drop online for those special gifts. 
call 855-853-1483 or visit us online at gpcom.com slash holiday22 to learn more about holiday offers and speeds in your area. Offer valid on residential services only through 1-6-2023. Other limitations and restrictions may apply. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, the quality care you want close by. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner being brought to you this evening in part by Great Plains Communications, Bruns Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Just spoke with the Batesville Academic Team and um, I appreciate you enduring my embarrassing moment when I was once a member of an academic team. Uh, again, please, no one fall fall prey to that same um, horrible experience. But uh, these young folks uh, that came through just really, you know, my big takeaway was listening to them talk about the sense of community and the ability, the opportunity to give back to other students. I thought that was um I mean, that, that's profound in a day and age where we think that all of our young people only care about themselves to actually hear them speak fondly of being able to give back to others um, goes a long way. That's just, just another organization, another team, another group at the high school level um, that's just really doing big things for these individuals that participate and even individuals out on the fringe. Uh, we will wrap today's show as we always do, talking some men's basketball here at Batesville. None other than head coach Aaron Garrett is now at the mic. Coach, welcome to the corner. Thanks, Terrence. And I had the luxury of teaching all three of those kids. Is that right? So it was fun to listen to them as I came up and as I got in here. And I always tell people when people ask me about the youth, Mm -hmm. we are in such good hands, and I see it each and every day, and especially in Batesville, Indiana. You get a front row seat, don't you? Oh, it's awesome, right? It's a a joy of a lifetime. And what, for example, what Ella Dieterlin didn't think to tell you is she has been recently accepted into West Point. Is that right? So (laughs) we talk about the the caliber of those three that were in here. Mm -hmm. We're we're in good hands. No doubt about that. Thanks for sharing that, Coach. Since we last spoke, uh, you had uh, two games last week and you split those you got the conference game um against lawrenceburg um look like and and i will uh, i have to confess coach i missed both of those games that's a rarity just call it a scheduling thing um but it looked like a uh, on paper it looked like it was a defensive struggle um in which you guys were really able to for lack of a better term strangle the offense out of lawrenceburg i mean they scored uh almost 70 points in their first outing and you held them down to 37 talk about that a little bit yeah we really challenged the boys as we talked about last monday that was the game that was the most importance to our week in terms of being the first conference game Mm -hmm. as we talked about last week you can't you can't win the conference in the first game you sure put yourself behind by losing it and the guys did a great job taking the scout to the floor and they did they had some weapons um we tweaked some things in our zone from game two to game three that paid off for us and they did they held them to 37 points and played really, really well. And I, 
I was a little bit fired up at halftime because we went at halftime with a six-point lead. I think it was 21 to 15 at half. Mm-hmm. And we should have been up double digits at that point in terms of, the, again, some of the self-inflicted mistakes, turnovers that we were just being haphazard with the basketball, right. not making strong decisions, not concentrating well enough. And to the boys' credit, they, they played a really fundamentally sound second half. And our defense eventually just kept wearing down, wearing down, wearing down Lawrenceburg. And we executed well on the offensive end, too, with, with quite a few guys scoring, uh, guys ending up with double digits. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus Prickle shot the ball well for us and, and really got going in that regard. And, and we need him because Sam Johnson got foul trouble and probably didn't play. I know um, Huddle had him for 10 minutes, I think. Wow. So that's what kind of foul trouble he was in. That's, and that's a bona fide score for us, a shooter for us that we'll talk about for the next night, Saturday. Yeah. That was off the floor. So Carson Laker came in and really picked up those minutes. So we were small there with he and Gus both on the floor, but they managed the top of our zone well. And then the the other three guys anchored in terms of Cade with his scoring, uh, Cole Pride, and Jack Ruckmeyer. So even with a big piece down on Friday like Sam in terms of foul trouble, those guys really stepped in. And Sam came in, and, and we were battling foul trouble. We got his fourth foul. And Coach Allen said, hey, should we take Sam out here? Because he'd, he'd ran a couple minutes, and you get worried about that fifth time. Sure. Let's let him go, because he's, he's got a big shot in him yet. And, he, and needless to say, he hit one right in front of the student section that mm. really provided – we were between that 8 and 10 points. That kind of bumped us that 10 to 13 separation that I knew with how well we were playing our defense that Lawrence would have a hard time coming back against. So really, really big win for us in terms of getting that conference win on Friday. Listen, every coach in the country, and you wouldn't be any different, talks about next man up. Um, But easier said than done, right? So this would be two games where you've had one of your um, main cogs out in foul trouble, and it seems like uh, you know you, you you make the the, the change you, you put you plug somebody else in and they pick up the slack. I mean, what what is it specifically maybe with this team that they just seem wired to to be able to do that? Uh, very astute. They are they're good players, mm-hmm. so they're ready for the moment, and they do trust each other. They, they play well together. Our big challenge is going to be we need to we need to continue to develop that that I'll say seventh man and that seventh man is going to probably resemble two different players quite honestly in terms of guys that still need to get minutes in development playing some of those JV quarters but we'll save a quarter or two for two different guys in terms of um, providing us that seventh man and right now it sure looks like it's it's Braden Maple who's been mm-hmm. up with us and then Chris Lewis at guard level that are going to have to. As we, as we continue rolling along in the season, we have to develop because whether it be foul trouble, obviously the sickness that's going around right now, mm-hmm. and heaven forbid I'm a knock on the table. I mean, it's a long season in terms of somebody tweaking something, getting yeah. some sort of injury they have to rehab- rehabilitate from, and we got to be prepared for all that. Yeah. So what came to be on Saturday, Terrence, was what I kind of worried about going into the weekend because it was our first double weekend. Right. And until you experience that playing the first, playing at the varsity level, and then playing the minutes that I'm asking these guys to play, Sam was pretty well rested. We mm-hmm. can't talk about that on Saturday in terms of his limitations on Friday with the foul trouble. But everybody else had logged, I mean, a lot of those guys had logged at least 25 plus minutes. A couple of them had logged 32 minutes. Yeah. Um, Cole Pry did not come out on Friday, for example. And mm-hmm. going into the season, just how Cole's built, he's a young senior, so he's a young big guy, young post player. And we do. We ask Cole to put pressure on the rim defense. So we ask Cole to put pressure on the rim offensive by sprinting the floor. The defense has to account for him. Mm-hmm. So that, that helps loosen up some things. Or if they don't account for him, get the ball to him near the basket. But if you'd have told me at any point in this season that Cole Pride would play all 32 minutes without a break, right. 
there's just no chance in terms of it takes a lot of effort to move a six eight frame yeah. and a kid who's not completely even grown yet and, mm-hmm. and has everything in symmetry. So that's why I told Cole he was kind of down on himself because I think he had six maybe on Friday. Six points, yep. But double-digit rebounds, a handful of blocks, just some unbelievable effort plays. But I told him he's got to understand a lot of times when somebody else scores, Cole has an impact on that even if he hasn't touched the ball in that possession because of what the defense has to do to account for him. So just an awesome young man in terms of, of what he's doing, how he's pushed himself, how he's developed his body in the weight room. So that, that's huge that I know he can kind of log those minutes. Um, but on Saturday, we I'll say we looked fatigued mm-hmm. in terms of just the first back-to-back. And what we have to learn to do, and Coach Gellert talked about this tonight, and I thought it was good. The only way you are able to play in those back-to-back games is simply to play more of them. Exactly. And, and we'll get there mentally. Right. There's no doubt this group will. But we also had to do some things on the on the rotation in terms of how much better can we be if we can get – those those six guys that play a lot of minutes, if we can get them one break a half even. Mm-hmm. Not just one break a quarter, but if we can even get them one break a half, just to sit down, get coached up, get some water, take a deep breath. They're probably back in within a minute of game time, mm-hmm. but I think that could pay dividends for us down the road for all those reasons we spoke about earlier, but also allow those guys that are locking those heavy minutes to to truly perform at their best and not, not let fatigue creep in. And, and we talked about it. It's an out-of-conference game, and, I mean, let's – Let's be honest. I mean, this is a good Southwestern team. Undefeated. Haven't lost a game um, yet this season. Um, so I don't – I mean, I you know, I, I, I mean, I think obviously you, you, you look at the film, there's things that you'll take away from that game and you'll implement it and uh, we'll move forward. Um, and, I, again, there's no such thing as moral victories, but I don't think it's a bad loss. I guess is the best way to say it on the back end of a double uh, – uh, you know, the back end of, uh, of a back-to-back – you just talked about all the minutes that, that players had logged. They'll live to fight another day. Yeah, and I'll share with you what I shared with the guys. I'll be transparent. Um, proud they didn't quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southwestern was better than I expected from what I saw on film. They were more athletic than, than that jumped out of me on film. Mm-hmm. And they had guys go for two guys, and it was no secret with our scouting. I mean, they went for 25 and 24. Yeah. Where I, was, where I challenged our guys is Southwestern had all the swagger. If mm-hmm. you want to think about playing with a dog in them, and some people use that terminology. Right. I thought they had that. I thought we played on our heels. Now, was some of that because of their pressure? Was some of that because of fatigue? I think it's a combination of all of it. But what I showed them on film tonight is I showed them some of our mistakes. We, we got our turnovers down to 12, which that 12, that 10 and 12 is, like, is where I like to be at. We've been up near the high teens. So mm-hmm. we got it down to 12, but even of those 12, I counted six as completely unforced. Right. Uh, not catching a basketball, losing concentration, forcing a pass that's, that's just not there. So those are all things we'll control and continue to get better at. But then in terms of the Southwestern game, when I showed film, I ended film with, with clips of Southwestern scoring. Now, I could have sat and just picked apart, hey, this rotation, we're steps step slow here, we don't have a hand up here, we're not communicating here. But I wanted the guys to show, because Terrence, I counted 20 points in that game where I cannot argue or have a problem with our rotation. Yeah. For example, we, had a, we, we ran 13 off a three-point shot. He takes that 19-foot pull-up. Mm. That's a ter- and in the analytics world, that's the, that's the shot you want your opponent to take because it's, a terrible, it's yeah. a terrible percentage shot you hit it. Um, coming off a ball screen, which um, Carson Laker did the right thing. He went over the ball screen in our zone, mm-hmm. whipped the ball screen, and the kid kind of takes a running uh, off-balance shot from 18 feet, hits it. Uh, <laughs> number three, 
I mean, he had literally, it was a beautiful shot, yeah. a, a running floater with Cole Pride closing out. And Cole had five blocks. He barely missed that one, drops the bottom of the net. So the reason I want to show the guys was you did have, you've had some great rotations. We yeah. also had some, we had five possessions where we didn't get a, a contested, a, right. a shot contested, and it hurt us. But sometimes you got to tip your hat to the opponent. We had 20 points of possessions where I physically can't ask our guys to do anything more. The opponent hit those shots. Right. And except for a, a stretch at the end of the third quarter, we're within a possession. We're within a possession or two. If we would ever had, we got to we got to be more careful on the offensive end because if we would have got the lead, our defense becomes totally different psychologically to the opponent. But we never quite got never quite got there. Mm-hmm. And like, again, I think truly after watching it back, the credit has to go to, to Southwestern. They 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 compete. Yeah. Uh, you started the season on the road. You've been home ever since, and now you go back out on the road Thursday night at Milan, Saturday night at East Central. Um, both non-conference. Both uh, these don't count towards uh, towards conference play. Um, Milan's having a pretty uh, a tough a tough year. They lost some some uh, some heavyweights here in the past two years. Um, had a chance to scout them yet? What's your What's what's your thoughts facing facing the Milan club? Yeah, you're right. Milan's team two years ago, especially, was the best Milan team I've seen mm-hmm. since the early 2000s. Um, and they had a new coach. Yeah, the new coach is doing a nice job. I scouted them live when I scouted Lawrenceburg last Saturday night. They're scrappy, and then I saw them on film against Monrovia. So they traveled to Monrovia, beat them. Mm-hmm. Two different players from Milan each hit five threes. Wow. So what I love about this matchup, we go off, we go, we come from a game against Southwestern where we gave up some perimeter shots. What have we learned? What can we tweak? What can we execute better right. against a team that has two different guys that hit five threes each just this past Saturday? And it's on the road, Ripley County matchup, right? So it'll be it'll be festive down there. Our middle school actually plays down there the same night. So it's kind of fun to bring the whole program together under the same roof there at Milan. And then, as you said, Saturday, it's East Central. And just to bring some fans up to speed, a lot of fans know this, but when this EIC went from six teams to eight teams, we stopped being the only – one of only two conferences that played around Robin conference right. schedule. We still play Greensburg twice. We still play Central twice. But as you just said, this is the first game, so it does not count as the conference. But it'll be a be a good tune up. I've not been able to dig into East Central yet. I spent yesterday on us and then Milan, but I can pretty much predict what's gonna what I'm gonna see on film. Hard nosed, mm-hmm. well well coached, disciplined team, defensive oriented team. Just like we've seen from Coach Sisbro for the for the twenty plus <laughs> twenty five plus years, I think he's been there now. Yeah, um, so it'll be a typical East Central Batesville just battle on Saturday. Yeah, and this is you know similar to the Lawrenceburg situation where because of the success they had in football, it kind of extended that football season. They haven't played um, a lot. I think one game. Yes, um, so far. So that I mean that's that's uh, that's part of the equation, right? Yeah, and they played a Jennings County team. East Central lost by 30, but Jennings County, they were good last year, and all those guys <laughs> yeah. were young last year. So especially their yeah. guards and their perimeter scores, they're, I think this year now they're seniors and juniors. And like you said, um, I don't know exactly yet how many football players play basketball for East Central, but there are some, and they had they had a little over a week to get ready. Mm-hmm. Now East Central will play tomorrow night. And then, so they'll start, again, they'll start to get in the rhythm of their season coming off a very successful football season. So it'll it'll be, we hit a stretch of, and we play that Tuesday against Union County, so we'll have, what, three games in, in yeah. five days? Right. So it'll be fun. I know the guys like that better than practicing, so they'll <laughs> they'll enjoy playing those games. Any, I mean, any difference with uh, 
being on the – I mean, aside from the obvious, but any difference being on the road, those back-to-back games, as opposed to being home? From a coaching standpoint, no. I mean, actually, being on the road is a little bit less for me to deal with because I'm just not dealing with the stuff that goes on in a home game. Right. Right. For the players, like Sam Johnson, who comes to mind, right? Sam bounced back Saturday, led us in scoring, hit went 5 of 10 for threes himself. Mm. So a shooter like that, there's a background coming to play. And all the gyms we play in, they're similar to ours with the, with the end zones, if you yeah. will. Yeah. A pretty close black back wall to them. But some of those gyms are unique. Um, I know I think I know which gyms are tend to be tougher for us to, to play in and execute in versus some others. Obviously, if you, you talk about the Spartan Bowl, you have a completely different background than you see in other gymnasiums. Mm, it's a hard but, place to play. Yeah, but I think the guys, as much as like Cade comes to mind, Cade Kaiser's off to a really good start for us, especially considering he's still only a sophomore. I mean, a lot of those guys have, have played a lot of basketball. They've played, they've played AU basketball. Mm-hmm. So I think to different than maybe when you and I grew up, when the high school season was such an event because AU wasn't so prevalent. Right. And especially the summer basketball wasn't prevalent. Right. We played, we played 25 to 30 games in the summer based on some different shootouts at different locations, college locations, high school locations. So, yeah, those guys just uh, – Cade's played a lot of AU basketball. Cole Pride has. The other guys have. I think they just play. What are we playing tonight? All right, let's let's do it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good that's a good luxury then. Yeah, uh, to to have that coach. Well, with the yeah, so with this outlook coming up, like I said, three games, five days. No doubt the kids will be all about it. Um, we will definitely be there for that East Central tilt on Saturday. We look forward to seeing you then. Yeah, and I hope people can make it out to Milan on Thursday. I don't know. I know they're doing some school renovations. They're going to have a very dynamic entry centered around the, the 54 team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's done yet, but I'm, I'm anxious as a, as a basketball historian, a bas- lover of high school basketball. I'm interested to see if that's done yet because that's going to be pretty cool. No doubt about that. Coach, again, thanks so much for your time and being with us, and we'll see you Saturday. Thank you. That was Bulldog head coach Aaron Garrett. Uh, We will step away briefly, come right back, and tie a bow on yet another episode of Coach's Corner right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Give the gift of life. Give blood. Whether it goes to an accident victim or a premature baby, the need for blood is constant. Join Margaret Mary Health and Hawksworth Blood Center for a blood drive on Tuesday, January 10th from 8 to 5 in a donor bus outside the hospital. Before donating, be sure to eat a healthy meal and drink plenty of fluids. To schedule an appointment, call 1-800-830-1091. That's 1-800-830-1091. 
1091. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. We want to thank you once again for tuning in to the all Batesville edition of Coach's Corner this week. A lot of fun that was. We had a chance to speak with uh, Lady Bulldogs head coach Mitchell Taylor. They'll be action. I'll uh, be in action again tomorrow night. And we spoke with the wrestling coach Curtis Miller as well. Um, and also had the exciting opportunity to speak with the academic team, Coach Katie Tincher and uh, Assistant Coach Judd Klingerman and their team captains, Olivia Tristan and Ella. Good luck to those guys as they continue throughout the season. Of course, we've uh, rounded things out with Bulldogs men's head coach Aaron Garrett. Uh, they will be in action twice this week, um, playing Milan and East Central. We'll have that East Central game for you on uh, Saturday. In fact, the uh, rest of our broadcast schedule this week is as such. On tomorrow night, uh, you will have Brian Samples and John Heil. They'll be giving you the Franklin County at Batesville game. On Thursday, uh, we will have uh, the Batesville boys at Milan. Yours truly, along with Marty Layden, will be bringing you that one. Friday, Franklin County girls travel to Olenberg Academy. Uh, that game will be on the air as well. Steve Geising and Coach Gary Mormon on that one. And Saturday, it'll be the East Central girls at Batesville. Uh, we will have that one for you. I'll, I'll be on the call for that one. And then later on that same day, that's the one where you always do that Batesville East Central doubleheader. You have the girls in the afternoon at one location, and then you run across town for the boys that night in the opposite location. So Saturday, 2.30 tip will be the girls at Batesville. Then Saturday night, 7.30 tip uh, will be the boys. Again, uh, Bulldogs and the Trojans. I'll be on the call for both along with Rob LaFerry. We look forward to bringing you those. But, hey, if you can make it out to any of these gyms, uh, by all means, head out and see some great Indiana basketball. Thanks again to all the coaches that came on, as well as our sponsors, Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communication, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. That's going to do it for us. But be sure to join us again the same time, the same place next Monday night. And we will leave you with the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself. He always said, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. And for all of us here at WRBI, including John Heil, as well as Abby Brinson uh, for making this program possible. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.